Chapter Seven of Sixteenth Century Bristol by John Latimer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven, the story of the curious square Bristol farthings issued in the reign of Queen Elizabeth has scarcely been alluded to by the historians of the city, being apparently regarded as unworthy the dignity of their works those grave writers little imagined that the tokens they contemptuously ignored would be so highly prized in our time that some of the aforesaid histories have become of less value in the market than the despised farthings a variation from original prices that is likely to widen rather than diminish under the altered circumstances local readers will perhaps be glad to have further information on the subject from authentic sources down to the period at which this narrative has arrived and indeed to a much later date the english government issued no coins inferior in value to the silver penny a somewhat remarkable fact when it is remembered that the purchasable power of the elizabethan penny was fully equal to that of the fourpence of modern days to supply an obvious want about the year 1574 certain tradesmen in various towns began to issue farthing tokens of lead tin mixed metal and even of leather and trouble speedily arose out of the valueless character of the pieces which often could not be traced to the persons that profited largely by circulating them that the grievance spread to this city is proved by a minute of the privy council dated november the seventeenth fifteen seventy seven ordering a letter to be sent to the recorder of bristol mr hannam then practising in the courts at westminster informing him that certain small coins of copper of which samples were enclosed had been lately stamped in the city and not only uttered and received from man to man for farthings but also current for that value almost throughout the country thereabout the recorder was further directed to make diligent inquiry on the spot by whom the coins had been issued and by what means they had become so widely prevalent and to certify the result without respect of persons oddly enough there is no further mention of the subject in the privy council minutes but the lacking information is supplied in the corporate records which preserve a letter from the privy council to the mayor dated three weeks later december the eighth showing that the recorder had not only fulfilled his mission with great alacrity but had already forwarded its results to the government the recorder had reported that the tokens in circulation were of numerous varieties and were uttered by inholders bakers brewers and other victuallers who refused to receive them again because divers had been counterfeited for remedy whereof and for the benefit of the poor the learned council of the city had advised the use of a general stamp meaning doubtless a stamp belonging exclusively to the corporation through whom he transmitted his report the letter to the mayor then proceeds the privy council very well allow this and commend the providence of the citizens and notify its contentment that the use of these farthings shall continue 
provided that the quantity do not exceed the value of thirty pounds and that they may be made current only within the city a warrant sanctioning the above privileges was brought down by two corporate delegates whose travelling expenses were largely swollen by the extortions of government officials the corporation rewarded the recorder for his pains with a large sugar loaf costing eighteen dimes per one pound and a gallon of wine and no time was lost in stamping tokens for on january the fourteenth fifteen seventy four the chamberlain records received of mr mayor in copper tokens the sum of fifteen pounds to be delivered to the commons of this city and to be current for farthing tokens according to the warrant procured by mr smythes and mr john cole fifteen pounds it is probable that these pieces were struck in london and the cost included in the delegates expenses two further parcels raising the issue to the sum of thirty pound fixed by the warrant were received in july and september and the stamps were delivered to mr mayor again these pieces were struck by edward event a local goldsmith who was paid five pounds for the copper and stamping leaving the corporation a clear profit of ten pounds no issue took place in fifteen seventy nine but in april fifteen eighty evernet struck fifteen pounds worth by command of the mayor the recorder and the alderman for that there was a great want of them in the town and the quantity was doubled in september notwithstanding this copious issue the demand seems to have exceeded the supply for in the audit book of fifteen eighty one are the following entries received of e evernet in copper tokens stamped by warrant of the mayor alderman and recorder in pursuance of the warrant of the privy council which doth extend to the stamping of thirty pound worth at a time thirty pounds paid event for stamping ten pounds the audit book for fifteen eighty two is lost but it is not improbable that the civic body took further advantage of its profitable privilege we have proof that in fifteen eighty three evernet received fresh orders and coined twenty eight thousand eight hundred tokens using on this occasion a new mould costing six shillings eight dimes in fifteen eighty four the chamberlain journeyed to london for amongst other matter obtaining a renewal of the coinage warrant but no further issues took place for some years seeing indeed that in the previous six years the numbers of tokens known to have been coined was nearly a hundred and twenty thousand and may have been over a hundred and forty thousand there could have been no real lack of small change but when the legal pieces ceased to appear knaves hastened to supply their place in march fifteen eighty seven a butcher named christopher Galway having been convicted of counterfeiting the copper tokens of this city to the great hurt and hindrance of the commons paid a fine of five pounds but many other swindlers must have been at work for in the following month apparently at the command of the government the corporation brought up no less than twelve thousand 
six hundred false tokens the treasurer's record is paid by the mayor and aldermen's commandment with the consent of the whole common council according to a proclamation to diverse persons as well of the city as of the country for diverse sorts of copper tokens received of them because they were counterfeited by diverse evil disposed persons and therefore they were not allowed in this city thirteen pounds two shillings eleven dimes no further mention of tokens occurred until fifteen ninety four when the privy council informed the mayor by letter that it had come to their knowledge that many bristol tradesmen had illegally stamped farthing tokens in brass and lead and after uttering had refused to accept them again whereby grievous inconvenience was caused to the poor the magistrates were ordered to suppress such proceedings and to compel the fraudulent utterers to change the tokens for current money the corporation thereupon obtained a fresh warrant from the government authorizing the issue of forty pounds worth of farthings and paid seven pounds for the warrant and three shillings four dimes for a new stamp the cost of stamping including the copper was now reduced to four shillings in the pound and though the chamberlain was allowed another shilling in the pound for his trouble in paying them away to traders and workmen the tokens yielded a profit of fifteen shillings in the pound whether this lucrative business was or was not continued in fifteen ninety five is unknown owing to the disappearance of the accounts but it was resumed in fifteen ninety seven when thomas wall a bristol goldsmith was ordered to stamp to the value of thirteen pounds ten shillings the cost amounting to one-fourth of the value as before those two issues produced an aggregate of fifty one thousand three hundred and sixty farthings to be added to the figures already given in fifteen ninety eight the authorities ordered the preparation of an improved mould but this was never used in fact the civic rulers in their pursuit of gain had overshot the demand and temporarily lost almost as much as had been brought in and in the autumn of fifteen ninety eight the chamberlain records paid out for to take in brass tokens to thomas wall in money thirty three pounds sixteen shillings six dimes the loss was however partially redeemed in subsequent years by cautious reissues the whole of the authorised elizabethan tokens were square in shape and bore the letters c b on one side and the arms of the city very rudely cut on the other although only three moulds are mentioned in the accounts they seem to have been more numerous for mr h b bowles who has given much attention to the subject and possesses a unique collection of english tokens has noted eight varieties some of which have the city arms reserved that is with the ship sailing to the right but these may have been forgeries few things indeed were easier to rogues than to counterfeit work so clumsy and the temptation to do so was great when a shilling's worth of copper produced twenty shillings worth of tokens on the occasion of james i the corporation petitioned for a renewal of the lapsed privilege 
but the prayer met with no response and as nothing was done by the government privately issued tokens many of the basest character naturally reappeared in sixteen o nine the celebrated sir robert cotton in urging the government to issue a national copper coinage asserted that not less than six thousand traders in various parts of england were then every year casting lead tokens practically valueless yet of the pretended aggregate value of about thirty thousand pounds whereof nine-tenths disappeared yearly to the profit of the utterers his recommendation was not adopted but in sixteen thirteen lord harrington was granted for three years the sole right of coining farthings to avoid the great abuse of leaden tokens made by the city of bristol and others and private coining was thenceforth forbidden no local tokens struck in lead appeared to have been preserved End of chapter seven